0: We are on Yevamos 24B1 in the Archul Gemara. We are starting a new Mishnah. A very interesting Mishnah. And this Mishnah is no longer discussing the laws of Yibam. It's a separate topic. uh, And it's only uh, somewhat connected because we're discussing marriages where, even though it's not allowed, you're not allowed to marry that person. But if you do get married, so then it's viewed as a legal marriage and you are allowed to remain married. This is a case... At least the first case is a case where you are allowed uh, To remain married But it's really a a very new uh, A new topic So the Mishnah says as follows There are two cases in the Mishnah This is the first case There are rumors going around uh, That a Jew Was in a relationship With either Uh, A maidservant, which is not allowed, a a non-Jewish maidservant, which is not allowed, that they're in a relationship. And then she became freed. Or he was in a relationship with a non-Jew. And then the non-Jew converts. And there are rumors that from before the conversion, they were in a relationship. So then the law is that even after they convert, and even after the maidservant is freed and then becomes Jewish, even if they're Jewish and therefore... Legally, they're allowed to get married, but if there's a rabbinic decree that we say you're not allowed to get married. Why you are not allowed to get married? Because then you are making these rumors very much credible, that, uh, and they become true. It essentially validates uh, the rumors. And now everybody knows that they're in a relationship uh, from, what, from beforehand, before they converted, and before they were Jewish. And so it's not allowed. You are not allowed to get married, as we'll see in the Gemara. And as Tosos, the classic commentator, points out, it seems to be they can marry somebody else. They are allowed to marry somebody else, but they cannot marry the person that... There were these rumors that they were um, in a relationship when they were not uh, Jewish. If they did get married, however, if they did get married, they went against uh, the rabbi's decree, and they did get married, in Mutzi and Miyada. We do not require them to get divorced, because uh, this is only a rabbinic prohibition... So therefore, we say you do not have to get divorced. We say that you should not get married because we don't want to, uh, uh, we don't want to say that, that we don't want it to be that these rumors then become uh, true, that the, the sort of validates these rumors. But in the end of the day, uh, we say that if you did get married, then you do not have to get divorced. Okay, that is the first case. The second case is hanit al ish so, the following case, the second case, which we'll discuss uh, in greater detail in the next recording, uh, but the second case is where uh, there are rumors of a man having a relationship with, a, with another married woman, of committing adultery. Uh, and there are rumors about it. And then they, uh, they end up getting divorced. And, and as we'll see in the Gemara, that they were forced to get divorced because there are witnesses. So, the, they were forced to get divorced. So, the law is that not only do they have to get divorced, but also she is not allowed to marry. Uh, the man that she committed adultery with. Uh, She's not allowed to marry him. And if they do get married, because this is a biblical law, the first case was a rabbinic law, because this is a biblical law, we say that they they do have to get divorced. They would have to get divorced in that second case. Uh, So these are two very different cases. And so for today, we'll we'll only focus on the first case. And then in the next recording, we'll focus on uh, the second case. But So the case that we're focusing on is the case where there are rumors. It's just rumors there are witnesses, there are rumors that uh, a, a Jew was in a relationship with a non-Jew. The non-Jew, excuse me, then converts, and then uh, the law is that they're not allowed to get married because then it would validate the uh, the rumors. So the Gemara asks as follows. This is a very big topic, big big practical topic. The implication is that if she converted, that it would work. It's, it seems like if she converted, it would work, and she would be allowed to... Ma- she would, it would be, it would be permissible for her to marry somebody else, and it seems like if they did get married, even though it's not allowed, they're not allowed to get married. Then they're allowed to remain married, but it seems like she, but she's Jewish, even though seemingly the reason why she's converting is really so that she could get married to this Jew. That's what it seems to be. Uh, so she's converting to get married, and it sounds like the conversion works. The question is, Raminu, this seems to contradict the following braysha. If a man converts to Judaism in order to marry uh, a Jewish woman, or a woman gets married in order to marry a Jewish man, or let's say they're getting married for any reason other than uh, to become a Jew to get closer to God, it's because they, the Jews are... Uh, are successful, or it's like they're sitting on the king's table, that's, the, the, that's what the b'risa says, av de Shlomo, to become like the servants of Shlomo, King Shlomo, when the Jews were in Israel during the times of Shlomo Amalekh, during King Solomon's time, where they were very successful. Reb Nechemi says that it does not work, it is not a valid conversion. Why is it not a valid conversion? Because since they're doing it, it seems like they're doing it for the wrong reasons, that they're not really committed to becoming Jewish. To write, really keep the laws of the Torah, Shahai Rabbi Nachami Omar Rabbi Nachami says. If a person converts, like they used to do, they it was a story in Tanakh where they converted because uh, they were scared of um, of a plague from lions, the kusim, that they were scared of it, or they converted because they had it in a dream that they have to uh, that they were ordered to convert. Ve'echad gerim Esther, or they converted in the times of Mordechai and Esther, after the perm story, where the Jews were on top. gerim They are not converts. They are not viewed halachically as being as as being gerim as 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 a valid conversion because it seems pretty clear that they're doing it for ulterior motives, and they do not. Uh, they're not really accepting the Torah uh, with. Uh, with all, of their, with all of their heart, they're really, they're, their mindset is really uh, pure, it seems to be to, to do it for ulterior reasons. And so therefore it's not viewed as a valid conversion. Until they do it, until they do it in the present time. So the Gemara just points out, what does it mean, during the current time? It means during the present time, during the times of the Gemara, when the Jewish people are uh, not on top, uh, they are in exile, and uh, there's no reason, there's no there's no merit to become a, to being a Jew in, that, in those days. So if you do it during those days or something similar to those days, so then it is a valid conversion because you're doing it purely for the right reasons. And so therefore that works. And that this is the opinion of Rabbi Nachman that it does not work as a conversion if you're doing it for any ulterior motives, uh, including let's say today to uh, to move to Israel to become an Israeli citizen so that gives you certain rights. So if you're if your primary if your motivation is uh, to become a Jew, so that uh, you can become a citizen. An uh, easy way to be, to move to Israel is to become a citizen in Israel. Uh, so that would also be viewed as an ulterior motive. In addition to all the other cases where it's for the purpose of marriage, to marry a Jew, Rabbi Nechemiah is of the opinion that it does not work. It is not viewed as a, uh, a halachic conversion. So that's a problem, because our Mishnah seems to imply that it is a viewed as a halachic conversion, because we say that she's, it's like she converted, she's allowed to marry another Jew, she's even if she marries the, the Jew that she, that there are rumors that she was in a relationship with from before the conversion, they're, they're not allowed to get married, but they're allowed to remain married. So how is that possible? It seems like it is a valid conversion. So the Gemara answers, The halacha is against Rav We quoted this opinion of Rav who says that it's not a valid conversion, but we follow the opinion which says that it is a valid conversion. Why is it a valid conversion? So according to the sum of the commentators, uh, the Ritva says this, it says that because uh, they are converting, even though they're converting for the wrong reasons, but in the end of the day, because of uh, societal pressures that once they're joining with the Jewish community, so they're, then they're really they, they would accept uh, the Torah. They would in the end of the day um, accept the Torah based on, uh, based on these pressures, because once they're converting, they're really part of the Jewish community, and then they have these pressures uh, to observe the Torah, and so therefore, even though initially it's from for ulterior reasons, but in the end of the day, we do view it as a valid conversion because they're they are also accepting the Torah completely. They're completely accepting uh, the Torah, and so therefore, it would be viewed as a valid conversion. I will just point out, we'll get to some of the practical laws towards the end of this recording. Uh, but there were some, some rabbis who said that to question whether today these societal pressures really apply, because you can be part of the Jewish community and not really observe the Torah. Definitely not observe the Torah completely, but even uh, to, to be part of the Jewish community without accepting the Torah is something which is unfortunately um, something which is common. And so therefore, for a person to convert for ulterior reasons and then to have the societal pressure, this question whether that would exist Uh, Today or not But again towards the end of this recording We'll get to some of the practical halacha The Gemara then asks Okay so in the end of the day We follow the opinion that it is viewed as a valid conversion So once it's a valid conversion The Gemara asks So if it's a valid conversion So then if it wasn't a valid conversion I can understand why you're not allowed to marry uh, The Jew that there's rumors that you're in a relationship with But now that it's viewed as a valid conversion So then why can't you get married You should be able to marry the guy so, the answer is no, Mishim de Ravasi. It's based on the opinion of Revasi. The Amr Revasi says, Remove yourself, uh, curving of mouth and bending of lips. Essentially, distance yourself from giving credence to these rumors. There's these rumors that you're in this relationship. We say you're not allowed to get married because that will give credence and credibility to the rumors that this Jew was in a relationship with this non Jew. We don't want that from happening. And so, therefore, we say you should not get married. If you get married, the Mishnah says you're allowed to remain married, but you should not get married. There's a rabbinic decree that you should not get married. There are a few more lines in the Gemara, important lines. So that's the end of the discussion. In the end of the day, at least uh, for the Mishnah, the Mishnah is say, is ruling that it is viewed as a, it's a valid conversion, uh, but you're not allowed to you're not allowed to remain you're not allowed to marry the Jew uh, who when there were rumors that this Jew was was in a relationship with this non Jew, you're not allowed to get married to him. Uh, because there's concern that that's going to give credence to this rumor, the Gemara then continues and says, "Tana Rabanan, the, the, the rabbis have taught us in a ain We can, do not accept converts during the time of Mashiach when the Jews uh, are on top and everyone recognizes uh, the greatness of the Jewish people. We do not accept converts. both similarly, lo blue Germ, lo be be lo-be-me-shlomo, we did not accept converts also during the days of, of King David and the days of King uh, Solomon. We do not accept we do not accept them as converts. And what this means, and this also applies uh Halakha as Jewish law, is that even though we just said a second ago that we follow the position that it is viewed as a good conversion, that's only after the fact. If they went through the conversion process for ulterior motives, then after the fact we say that they are a convert. However, what this is saying is that. We do not. We would not even have them begin the conversion process. We, we, we won't have them begin the conversion process to become a convert if we see that they're doing it for ulterior motives. Because as a lechatchila, ideally, we do not want them to convert because it's a question whether or not they'll actually take it seriously or not. And so, therefore, ideally, we do not allow them to convert. And that's. But if they did convert, if they went through the conversion, so then we accept them as converts. The Gemara says, "What's the source for this idea that we do not accept them?" even into the, the program to begin with. Uh, if they went through the program, so then we'll accept them after the fact, after they went through the conversion. But how do we know that they're not allowed to, uh, that we do not uh, have them, we don't want them to join to begin with if they're doing it for ulterior reason, reasons? Amr, my crow, what's the verse? So this idea that we don't accept them as converts during the times of Mashiach or the like? Hein, because the verse says, Hein, Guri, Ya'gur, Efes, Me'osi, Migar, Itach, Alayich, Yipol. Essentially, when the Jewish people are without me, meaning referring to God, uh, and it's during difficult times, and a person wants to convert, so then they can convert. But if it's not during difficult times, like if it's during the times of Mashiach, or during the times of Shlomo, when uh, the Jews were respected, and people appreciated the Jews, and the Jews were successful, so then to convert during those times, so then you're not allowed to convert. You're not allowed to be part of that uh, conversion program. And, and so therefore we do not accept, we wouldn't accept them into the program, but again, once they go through the program, if they do go through the program, even though we shouldn't accept them, uh, so then after the fact, it would be viewed as as a valid conversion, even though, even that was subject to dispute, but the way we follow is that that would be viewed as a valid uh, conversion. So the question is, let's get to some of the practical halacha, and I'm really, I am simplifying things, given that it's, uh, this is Dafa uh, Shavua and it's uh, short recordings. There's a lot more to discuss with regards to this topic and hopefully we will have at some point have time to discuss it. Uh, but practically, is it possible for a person to convert if they, let's say, they, they have a boyfriend or, or girlfriend who is Jewish and they are not Jewish, is it possible for them to convert and not just convert, or is it possible for them to also uh, marry the person that they're in a relationship with? It's a very important question. Um, so the so I'll, I'll present uh, a certain aspect uh, of this halacha there's a lot more to discuss uh, but the Shulchan Aruch says that we do not accept them we should not accept them into uh, the conversion program we shouldn't accept them into the conversion program the Shach, a classic commentator on the Shulchan Aruch quotes Tosos, which is found on our page there's a classic commentator of Tosos found on our page who says that uh, if we are able to tell that they're really doing it l'shem shemayim, for the sake of heaven, for the right reasons, even though they are also in a situation where there might be ulterior motives, but we know that they're really doing it for the right reasons. And they really, e- even if these other reasons do not apply, but in the end of the day they would still convert because they want to do it to become closer to God. So then we could convert them. even We could even have them join the program to begin with. And the shah says every basin, every judicial court, Jewish court has to figure out on their, uh, go case by case to try to figure out, is the person sincere? Is the person sincere in actually uh, doing it for the right reasons, even if they're involved in a relationship, but at the end of the day, are they doing it for the right reasons and that they want to do it because uh, they want to get closer to God and be part of the Jewish people? So that's, that, that would be the case where we would accept them into the conversion program. The, the question then becomes okay fine. let's say we accept into, into the conversion program, but our mission just said that they're not allowed to, once they convert, they're not allowed to marry the Jew that they were in a relationship with. So is it possible for them to marry that Jew? Uh, so some would say, Ramoshe Feinstein says uh, that according to Rashi, at least according to Rashi, to simplify things, the reason why they're not allowed to get married is because then it gives credence to uh, the rumor that they were in a relationship, meaning that they were trying to hide the relationship. And so when they're trying to hide the relationship and now she converts and marries this Jew, so then it just gives credence to the rumors. But in situations today where everyone knows that they're in a relationship, so there's really, they're not hiding anything. So for them to get married, it's not like it changes anything. Everyone already knows that they were already in a relationship. uh, So then that wouldn't really change people's uh, perception of what's going on. Everyone already knew that they were in a relationship. So then maybe they could get married. Maybe it would be allowed... Uh, for them uh, to get married. So that might. So that's that's one approach. In addition to that, there's also an approach which is presented by the Achiezer, which says in addition to that, uh, we have to take into account really difficult factors of if they were to remain in a relationship and she would remain non-Jewish, uh, so then they would be violating many prohibitions. So if we convert them, so then... They would be vi- then they wouldn't be violating those prohibitions, and so maybe we should encourage the conversion once it's already public, so maybe we should encourage the conversion so that they do not violate as many uh, prohibitions. But this only applies if we know that once they convert, that they will actually keep the Torah, that they will keep the halacha and the mitzvot. Because if they do not have in mind to keep the halacha and the mitzvos, so then it's better not to convert them, because then, there's, then they're violating less prohibitions. Because once they convert, so then they have to fulfill... All six hundred thirteen mitzvos and all the all the, the keep all the rabbinic laws as well. And so, only if we know that they're going to keep the laws and the mitzvos, so then we could take into account this factor that maybe if we convert them, then they will violate less prohibitions. But it's only if that's actually true. It's only if it's true that they will actually observe the mitzvos. And so that's that's what the Achilas says. There's definitely a lot more to discuss with regards to this topic. And do not apply any practical law based purely on. Uh, on this uh, on this recording, it's a very big, uh, difficult discussion, uh, but these are some of the. Uh, this is really the the place where this issue is discussed. It's found on our page from today's from today's daf. So we'll continue with the second case in the Mishnah in the next recording.